Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey all, I'm Dr. Alok Kanoja, but the internet knows me as Dr. K. I spent seven years studying to become a monk and then became a psychiatrist. I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, Healthy Gamer GG, where we combine my clinical experience of practicing psychiatry and sprinkle in years of experience as a meditation teacher and sort of focus on spirituality. So on the podcast, we're going to approach very common everyday problems from each of these lenses. And what we really do well is blend science and spirituality to create the most accessible solutions for people for their everyday problems. So check us out at Healthy Gamer GG on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. Hello and welcome to Ye Old Movie Podcast, aka Yomp. I am Simon the Honeydew Diggyman Lane, and I am joined <laughs> by. G-Star Games. Hello! I am sometimes known as Simon's wife in Minecraft. <laughs> My name is G. And uh, with me is Sophie. Hello, it's me. I'm also known as Booth. And I'm not married to anyone in Minecraft. Oh. It's honestly, it's a brag. I'm going to say it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> you're just you're a spinster in I Minecraft. I love being a, a Minecraft spinster. You got your cats? Yeah. What more do you need? The, the last time I played it, like for myself, was when the cats update came out. Oh, oh that, that was, was so long ago. That, that was, was so long ago. long ago. And I collected them all and Eight I gave them all names. Ago. And then my friend burned my house down, but he did rescue the cats first. Didn't you okay. like? Didn't you like play <laughs> Minecraft for something? Yeah. For Jingle like a, Jam or something. Yeah. And then like it crashed and then you uninstalled the game. Yeah, <laughs> I uninstalled the game live on air. <laughs> what a queen. It was it was um, excuse something. me, ladies, this isn't ye old Minecraft podcast. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, it could Sorry. be. Maybe that'll be a spin-off. It's better to fucking not be. Right, so, last week, um, we, we randomly selected a movie to watch, and it was one of my picks. Is this the first Simon pick we had? No. No, it was Galaxina, Galaxina that we had. Galaxina, yeah. The roles have gone. GG, Boof Boof, Simon Simon. Which is very weird. Well, it's technically, very weird that it's it was GGG. Mm. But then That's we were true. like, no. And we imposed the rule that it can't be the same person three weeks in a row, which means it's not going to be my film next week. Which is almost a shame. Almost. It's almost almost a, shame. a shame. Almost. We're not going to be watching Krull, sadly. Oh. Or Extra. Oh. 
This week we have watched The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension, which is a nice snappy name for a film. Yeah, Rolls really. Almost as good as pick, click, roll the flick. Wow. I can't <laughs> believe you're attacking me like this. I thought that was a very good name. Mm. <laughs> sure you did, Booth. <laughs> I've never been so insulted in my life. Really, that's kind of tame for our relationship, but sure. I'm just this is this is an abusive relationship. That's what it is. Yeah. I can't believe I'm taking this shit from my Minecraft wife. <laughs> my wife. Mine wife. Mine wife. <laughs> oh, I love you, Biff. So this film um is a trip. It is a trip. Um I'm gonna try and describe it. Um, it like so, mm, sorry to cut you so, off, but like mm, it really isn't compared to the stuff we've seen up until this point. I twisted pair, yeah. Like mm. I genuinely didn't <laughs> bat an eyelid. Like I, I didn't, I didn't react as like, oh my god, this is so wacky and weird because of all the stuff we'd seen up until now. I this was mm. kind of normal, honestly. We've kind of been prepared yeah. to watch this, really. It's all been building up to this. Yeah. So Buckaroo Banzai is 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 played by Peter Weller, who go who in three years' time will be Robocop. He is a handsome, beautiful man. He's a, a neurosurgeon, and a master of martial arts, a particle physicist, and a rock star. He's a, a polymath, he's good at everything. Um, oh, he's a, he's also like a test pilot slash driver. Brain as well. surgeon? Did you say brain? Yeah, that's what neuros neurosurgeon means. Yes, oh. yes. Um, <laughs> he's he's half American, half Japanese. Is and it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, it says this right at the start of the film. I thought he was text. just like right. It's like a sort of raised by wolves situation, like. You know, raised by <laughs> okay. Japanese people or something. Well, I mean, I wrote down Paul Weller doesn't look half Japanese. He looks half robot, half cop. <laughs> Paul Paul Weller. That's the singer. Oh. What's from the, the jam? What's the what's the guy's actual name? <laughs> um Peter Weller. Peter Weller. What did yeah. I, I was just like, yeah, okay. They Paul both Weller have great in the hair. Mind. Yeah. I get everybody confused. So this is a story about um, the hijinks that ensue from um, traveling through the dimensional barrier. Mm. And um, there are aliens. Oh boy, are there aliens? They, Spaceships. Yeah. And all sorts of adventures with his 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 group of friends called the Hong Kong Cavaliers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why are they called that? I don't know. But that's his rock band um, scientist group of friends. Yeah, um, like half Japanese. And they save the world. And Spoiler. they're called Hong Kong Cavaliers. It's like... Of course. I can't even. I can't even. <sighs> a strange a strange pick. I've been meaning to watch it for a while. I will, I will tell you... Well, we can go through it chronologically as we've kind of lent into doing now. Mm. Um not quite scene by scene, but close to it, which is why the episodes uh, are like two hours long. Yeah. Now. So, have you seen this before? Anybody? Nope. I've, Has anybody I've seen tried, this film? <laughs> I've tried watching it, and I, I tap out 
Um, it's the scene in the bar when they're singing. It's around yeah. there that I tap out. Really? Yes. Yep, yep. Um, Why? And that's just when it starts to get good, really. But I don't know. It's just so stupid that I was just like, I'm not really, I'm not really in the mood for this. I'll go and watch something else that I understand a bit better that that I feel like I don't know, I connect with a bit more. So mm. this is your pick. Yeah. On your list and even your yeah. mentally tapping out. Well, no. I mean this is this is when I've tried to watch it years and years back. Oh, right? I thought you meant And now. I've been meaning to watch it. Uh. So I've put it on the list as a great opportunity to actually Force myself to sit down and watch it. Gotcha. And which force is, which us is what we all do. Yes. Yeah. As well. Okay. Group to suffering. share our pain. Mm. Yeah. Hundred percent. Gotcha. Okay. So the film opens with the um text on screen, which is always I don't know, that's it's not a good way to start a film. It's I the feel. worst. Because I I don't do well I, I have subtitles on films um when I can. But when I've got when they can't actually put any exposition into the film mm. itself, that does not bode well. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna um, go before that though, okay? Because I watched this on videotape, and it had some oh. trailers on it. Oh my god! And um, I wrote about the trailers as well, and it was a good job I did. There was uh, mesmerized with Jodie Foster and John Lithgow. It's looked oh. very boring, but the end is it bit like that a I laughed. No, no, it's some kind of fucking drama. The, it was really boring, and but the only <laughs> bit that made me laugh was there was a baby coffin being lowered oh. into the ground. Oh my god! I don't know where that fucking came fuck? from? Why would you put that in the trailer? Oh my god! Um, then up next there was Roman Polanski's pirates, and they kept saying from Roman Polanski that was the whole fucking selling point. Oh, they Jesus. called it a comedy spectacular, but it was neither. But it was just the most boring thing. Next up was a film that I'm genuinely massively interested in because I've never seen it, but it looks incredible. It's called Link. And um, there's a monkey, like a stuffed monkey in a cupboard that falls out and <laughs> crushes a woman. But then a orangutan <laughs> just goes mad. And it's just like, I think it's trying to kill people. What are these films? I've not heard of any of these. What the <laughs> fuck? And then the last trailer was The Best of Times with Robin Williams, Kurt Russell, and some other people. Oh, and it was about what the fuck? American oh. football. And I just wrote the worst of films more like. But that Very sounds good. like such Very a good, good cast. Kurt Russell, Robin Williams. Yeah. Why have we never heard of this film? I've never heard of that film, seriously. <laughs> it was... Maybe because it's fucking dog shit. Why would you make a film about American football anyway and then put Kurt Russell in it and Robin Williams? I mean, Kurt Russell looks like your all-star American fuckboy. I think yeah. he was playing a hobo as well in that. I don't know. <laughs> I, can't, I, I mean, it was... I'm kind of interested now. Like, I, I kind of want to see this. Then the, then the film kicks in. And um, I wrote down that it justifies his name because he's got an American dad and a Japanese mom. Of course, yeah. Banzai is is a surname for some yeah. reason, and they called their a son Japanese surname Bokaru. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why not? 
Why not? It's a good name. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they're big fans of the... Um, the, the game. Uh, is it a board game? It's, what do you call it? call it a board, it a board game. game. Dad, why am I called Buckaroo? Well, your mum was a big fan of the game where you pile things on the back of a donkey <gasps> until it kicks, and whoever makes it kick is the loser. Parents of the year. I love that cake at the beginning. The, the cake from the intro video. looked really nice. I wanted that cake. It was probably fake, though. Fake cake. Cake, fake cake. I don't remember cake. cake. I don't remember cake either, but... There was, like... I think it was, like, Buckaroo, his birthday, and it was, like, the intro with the... It looked like it was filmed on, like, you know, film. Oh! I know exactly where this... Right. So, G was watching a version where oh they actually God. had his parents in it. Yeah. With Jamie Lee Curtis. With Jamie Lee mother. Curtis. Yeah. That they actually cut out yeah. before and then they put it back in. So mm-hmm. I didn't see that because I was watching it. I on. didn't see that version either. Gee, you're going to have like insight into things that, that me and Booth didn't watch. It wasn't that long. It was just like a minute or two just in the intro. I think it was either after, I think it was after the... The, the exposition with the, the you call it with the writing that explains mm. yeah. what's going on that explains that Buckaroo Banzai is a neurosurgeon martial arts master particle physicist and rock star and, and test pilot I mean they're all thereabouts yeah they kind of like go into it a little bit they give like a bit of uh... so yeah I guess like what you were saying about like them not going into detail is kind of crap because yeah you missed out on some you know, I guess, important bits of information, right? I guess. I don't know if it's that important. Well, <laughs> if it was cut, it can't be that important. I don't know why they cut it right? out. It's just, it's kind of weird. There was a whole, there's, there's I mean, this is, this is sort of under trivia, but there was, um, there was a, a villain that you never see called Hanoi Zan. Or, or, I don't know. Is it X-A-N? What's that? How's that pronounced in like Chinese? Shan. Shan. Hanoi Shan. Um, so he he kills um, Buckaroo Banzai's parents. He's part of the crime syndicate called the World Crime League, which is what the sequel was going to be. Yeah. Um, so, oh, and he killed um, Buckaroo Banzai's wife, Peggy, as well. Right. Mm. Okay. Um, so this was actually really fucking important. They never of. explain it. They never go into it, do they? Because it takes us a while to fucking know just who the fuck Penny and Peggy are. Yeah. Um, this film was an absolute clusterfuck. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Absolutely I incoherent. I thought that this was so bullshit. It was mm. so vague. And it's because they, they had like too many ideas and then no idea of how to execute it. And yeah. the fact that they were like, here's an idea. Okay. Uh, we'll cut out all the bit that, you know actually explains anything and then we're just going to keep adding characters mm-hmm. until something makes sense there's there's a film in where there's where there's a lot of people standing around and it's like a room full of people and mm. it's like why are all these characters here who are these people yeah i wrote down why who is are the these little people? boy still here why is like i forgot the little boy existed and he keeps showing up later on in the film and i'm like what the fuck why did they bring the kid here? What the yeah. little it's a boy. very dangerous place. The little boy. Everyone's got guns. There's an alien invasion. They brought this little boy. The the one with Madness. the with the with the radio. 
The yeah. one that like Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Whose dad has a helicopter. Him. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why they keep him around because his dad has a helicopter. <laughs> I guess so. Oh no, they've stolen by helicopter. Like near the end of the film. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Alright, let's go let's go through the film. So yeah. there is a, a Japanese scientist called Dr. Hikata yeah, Dr. Hikita. Hikita. Um Buckaroo and him have been working on this this really weird looking car. It's like a pickup truck kind of thing with stuff stuck to it. <laughs> um so it doesn't quite look like the Back to the Future car. Yeah. Um mm. but it kind of does a bit. I wrote down rocket car, cool. But then something happened in there's my the, uh, real life. The, uh, oh. Something happened in my real life. Brenda appeared to watch the film with me. I was mm, tucked oh up in God. bed. I was tucked up in bed. I was very comfy. I had breadsticks, so I couldn't hear the dialogue very well. I wrote that down. <laughs> I didn't breadsticks. And then you Brenda can't smelled, hear a word. Brenda smelled bad. Oh God! And, <laughs> and she she had shit all over her tail, so I had to stop the film and give the cat a shower. <laughs> Oh, Brenda. How did she get poop all over her? Because she's a poopy baby. You put the old poopy she had, babies. She had a poo and then she probably sat down on the poo. Yeah. So Brenda, Brenda has IBS. Um, and, uh, and so I had to stop the, stop the video, get out of bed, take her to the bathroom, <laughs> wrap her in a towel, put her in the bath and shower her down as she tried to claw her way through my internal organs oh, my God. Um, and then I resumed the film from there amazing holy shit <laughs> they're wonderful aren't they cats wonderful so right his his mum was Japanese yeah but it's Jamie Lee Curtis but it's Jamie Lee Curtis Japanese Lee <laughs> Curtis apparently and I mean I know you can huh. be a citizen of Japan and not look Japanese. No, but they're like claiming he's half Japanese or something, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. It, they, they explicitly say his mother is Japanese. Maybe this is why they cut it out, because they're like... Mm. But his dad's the Japanese yeah. one, and his mother's American. Yeah. What, in the... Yeah, I'm pretty sure the That's dad's... That's his dad. He kind of looks it, Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, no! Maybe Fuck. that's the this scientist. Fucking movie. That's the scientist. <laughs> oh, it's Doctor Hikita, yeah, who invented the orgasmic oscillator. Um, Thank you, mm, Doctor Hikita. That allows you to travel through dimensions. Um, Buckaroo Banzai gets into this weird-looking car. He he goes off course. Everyone's panicking in the control room, and he drives through a mountain. In a very um, Back to the Future style. Yes, 100%. Mm. He, um, he enters the eighth dimension just briefly. Um, very hellish. And comes out the other side. Yeah, it's kind of chaotic. There's like electricity zapping around. Mm. And un he notices that on the bottom of his car is like a weird alien brain thing. Mm. Which, yeah. Well, it's it's like a nice looking prop. Proof that he'd like gone through this eighth dimension, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um and then and then we're introduced to John Lithgow's or John Lithgow's character. With wrinkles drawn on 
And I thought that that was fantastic. They were like, we're and not going to use aging makeup for this. We're going to draw, we're going to get an eyebrow pencil and we're going to draw on <laughs> some wrinkles to make him look old. Inexplicably, he's Italian. Um, Why does he sound, I thought he was Russian. Yeah. He he's sounds, Italian. He sounds Russian. He um, had an, an Italian voice coach. He really Excuse fucked me? it up, didn't he? So you're joking? No. He's supposed to be Italian. He is yeah. called Doctor Emilio Lizardo, which is an Italian name. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, um. I don't... And he he's, he sticks a device to his tongue. It electrocutes him, and he has a flashback. I can. Ju- I used to just think about things that when I want to think about things. <laughs> yeah, it's called having memories. Yeah. Just give yourself like cock and ball torture for the head. Then <laughs> 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 that'll help you jog your oh, memory. God. But then like, he oh. wastes half of a Twinkie, and I get really upset. <laughs> don't people like loads of people really don't like Twinkies? Some yeah, but I just don't disgusting. fucking throw it on the floor. You know? Yeah, yeah. Why should I on the floor? In this economy, you can't afford to do that. Um, yeah. So, um, Dr. Emilio Lizardo uh, was a former collaborator with Dr. Hikata, Hikita. Sorry, um, they together invented the orgasmic oscillator, and um, Emilio Lizardo travels into the eighth dimension and is basically like, I mean, <laughs> he's molested by aliens. There's no other way to put it. He's molested by aliens. Um, he only ha- he only manages to travel halfway through uh, the world, and he's only instant. there a few seconds, and he- it changes him forever. Mm. That's all um, it takes, man. He becomes a psychopath. No, you haven't been there. His personality is completely changed, and you know it's- we discover why later on. Um, insane. I was fully aboard the film at this point. I was like, this was a good pick. I love this. <laughs> it's insane. Um, and um, we'll skip forward to the, the rock and roll concert thing in the bar, right? I said, of course, Bokri Banzai is also in a band with big jacket and shirt collars. Of course. 100%. It now, was the I, 80s. I was like, the whole film I was going, God, I recognise that. But I recognise Big Jacket, aka Perfect Tommy. And he was in... A, a film, it's a, such a weird film called The Heavenly Kid. And he's basically a man, a, a lad, a teenager in the 50s who gets into a race um, and dies by driving off a cliff. Jesus. And oh. there's a woman from Malcolm in the Middle in it. He's, she's his girlfriend. And then. Oh my God. <laughs> God and the angels assign him to look after this kid in like the 80s. <laughs> Um, to like guide him to make sure he doesn't do bad things in life and it turns out he's his son and it's all fucking bullshit. What the fuck? It's such a weird film, but I really like it. So, Christ. Yeah, that's, that's, I got excited about that. He like um, has a freaking um, outfit change in every scene he's in, I'm pretty sure. He's perfect Tommy. Yeah, he's perfect Tommy. He's great. He's perfect. I love that man. there was... There were two saxophonists in the band, the Hong Kong Calaviers. And there Calaviers. wasn't any in the music. <laughs> no, and, and we could... I'm pretty sure one of them was playing two saxophones at the start. It looks very weird. 
saxophones that only dogs could hear, apparently. Apparently so. Apparently so. And three of them playing guitar. <laughs> oh god, really? Three guitars, two saxophones. Yeah, that, I mean, it was just so, that whole scene in the bar was just odd. Because, like, <laughs> they were just, like, playing music and then, like, I don't know if I'd, like, miss something or whatever. He just sort of noticed or he had, like, his sixth sense because he's just such a giga brain. He's got, he, this guy has more jobs than Barbie. Like, he's giving Barbie <laughs> a run for her money. Like, that, she's been everything, but this guy takes the cake. He's just a genius. He can do everything. Well, you know, he... I said in my notes, I said he's the guy Elon Musk wishes he could be. Yeah, exactly. He he, he wishes, and then like he just notices like the, that woman in the crowd. Like, well, I don't think he even noticed. I think he just could tell that somebody was like, upset. Is, is everything okay? Is, is someone not having a good time? He just and and the music stops because because he's talking instead of singing. And there's the really weird moment where the woman's just bawling her, her eyes out and she says, my name's Penny. And he says, you say Peggy? Peggy, yeah. Penny. Like, what was the point of Penny that? pretty. <laughs> and I'm like, does he have super hearing or not? Because he could hear her cry, but he misheard what her name was. That's strange. But of course, there's a reason for that. There's a reason he gets her name wrong. What's the reason? Um, He's fucking stupid. You know, G, right? You must know. Penny and Peggy? His wife? The identical twins? Oh, yeah. Right. So, for this but bit, we don't know this for the longest time. I wrote down, stops gig to fucking harass a crying woman who then trauma <sighs> dumps. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then she tries to kill herself. Yeah. She and just his- pulls out a gun, holds it to her head. Oh, he starts serenading her. Don't let's not forget yeah. that. Oh God, that's what How makes that's what makes her, her do it. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> his band hates him because he was so bad at it, and she was so humili- humiliated. She tries to kill herself. Yeah. Oh, and he says the big line. He says, "Remember, no matter where you go, there, there you, you are." are. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? I'm 14 <laughs> and this is deep. Like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> uh, I think, it, yeah, it can mean whatever you want it to mean. Gee, sure, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so yeah, this is where on a previous watch I just checked out. I was like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Turned it off. Watch something else. Um, so the band, they're all packing heat. They just pull their guns out when she when the shot is fired in the ceiling. Um, I don't know. Someone somebody her knocked arm. her arm and it just like yeah. shoots into the ceiling. They think someone's trying to assassinate them. They're they're about to they're about ready to just blow her away. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great if they'd all just opened fire on her that and just blasted the, her. The best way that this film could have gone. Yeah, honestly. Truthfully. But and then we go back to John Lithgow, who's escaping the insane asylum. Um, oh, he was in an insane asylum. I thought he was. so. Yes. Okay. Did you see who the who the guard was? No, who was the guard? That you know the guy. Um, what's his name? What's his fucking name? That man from Breaking Bad. Oh, <gasps> Breaking Bad. Jonathan Gas. Banks. 
What? Jonathan Banks was uh, the the guy, the, the porter who came to take his telly um, and get brought him a, a delivery. He was the guard um, and he was joking with him saying, oh yeah, anyway, the Jonathan Banks with hair, I do believe. Oh my God. I cannot so believe. He's, uh, so he's the cop that sits on the toilet and has the revelation. Is it that guy? Oh my God, it is. I'm reeling. Go. I'm reeling. Booth notice. It's the guy from the meme when he has the grumpy face and then the smiley Put face. Put your dick away, Walter. I'm not going to have <laughs> sex with you, Walter. <laughs> yes, yes, the memes. He's oh, brilliant. Memes. He's a really good actor. He's been in some fucking great stuff. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you for pointing that out. I mean, this was out. almost 40 years ago. Um, yeah. Looks quite different. I love yeah. their um their tour bus. I know I might be skipping ahead a little bit, but Jesus, their tour bus is so it's like got the the mats, the Japanese mats and you know the samurai swords on the on the you know the stand <laughs> and it's just like what? That was so fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. The um I was going to say the next scene is when um so John Lithgow he picks up the phone um and he says I wanna make a call to Mr. John Big Booty <laughs> And <laughs> What the fuck? I mean What the fuck? Yeah, it's Big Booty. Um and then like but the guy It's a running gag that John yeah. Lithgow pronounces it wrong. Yeah, he keeps calling him John Big Booty all booty. the time. Yeah, and he, and he gets um, really annoyed. It's so the 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 bad Italian accent combined with him saying "big booty" was just yeah. In my it notes, was, it was a lot. I put. I think he has brain damage. Okay, it was some sort of weird torture to his brain to jolt some weird memory that happened to him. He's also Italian? Question mark. I can't <laughs> tell what's less believable. <laughs> <laughs> she, she figured out that it was that he was trying to be Italian though. Like yeah. I didn't get that at all. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you for not getting it. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Um, he he zaps like an arcade machine on his way out because mm. he has the power. Oh, he also strangles the Breaking Bad guy to death. He does. Mm. Yeah, breaks his neck. Whatever. Um, but yeah, there's like another. There seems to be this running theme of using electricity. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, the, do you know the the aliens up. are called? Oh, well, I am skipping skipping ahead. There are Spoiler. aliens. Spoiler: They're called electroids. There's like electricity. Yeah, yeah. There's two different kinds, though. Yes, um, which is interesting. We meet, <laughs> we meet the, Jeff. The black Oakland. ones are the ones that are black. No, they're no, all they're the, literally. They're, they're all black actors, the black lectroids. No, yeah, so the black lectroids are all black <laughs> actors, and the red ones, they're called red lectroids, and I guess they're all old white men, <laughs> from what I gather. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the gammons, which you is think why... They're, they're supposed yeah. to be like... Because there's like the underlying uh, theme of there being a Russian threat at some point as well. Cold War, question mark? Mm. That's what I um, thought. The, I love, I love the... The, the black electroids because they're so fancy. I wrote fancy aliens. Ooh, I love them. They were dressed in so nice. Yeah, they were like dripped out with glitter and like Beauty. silver, silver drip. And then, um, <laughs> that and race. Then that's yeah. 
There's uh, Sydney, uh, Jeff Goldblum's character, who is, <sighs> I assume, a genuine cowboy. What a guy. Is, what was the nickname? Don't they just call him New Jersey because he's they from call New, him Jersey New Jersey? Or something? Yeah, yeah. So he's not really a cowboy. If he's from New Jersey, and he's Jewish, and he's a neurosurgeon. So why is he wearing a cowboy outfit? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. I don't know. It doesn't make sense, does it? Nothing it makes sense. Makes any fucking sense. I just yeah. I put Jeff Goldblum's outfit, laughing my ass off. What a guy! But like, there's no context around why he's wearing that outfit. I guess he just wants my, to be a cowboy. One of my other favorite actors is in this film. Um, Vincent Schiavelli. Mm. Who plays one of the red Lectroids. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. He, he is fabulous. He's the weird-looking one. Yes, he's the weird-looking guy. He was in Ghost. The weird eyes. And he was in... He was in something else that I really like and I can't remember the name of. But I think... In Vincent, Ghost, he's the, he's the one that teaches a, Patrick Swayze how to a kick ghost. a cat. Yeah. Right? Wait, so which one was Christopher um, Lloyd, then? Oh, did you not notice Christopher he's Lloyd? He's Big Bootay. He's Big Bootay. Oh, he was he Big really, Bootay. He doesn't really stand out to me no, at all. No, not at all. In this fucking film. Yeah, I literally this didn't film know. This has an, an incredible cast of actors. Yeah. There's, there's so much going on that we, we forget that Christopher Lloyd's in the movie. That's literally. How no, it's it not is. even that. It's just the fact that they've got this cast of amazing actors and it's just like... That's it. That's all that this film has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were, they were just like, right, do something, guys. I don't know. Do you not like the prosthetics and stuff and the out? You know the um yeah. the aliens look. Yeah, I thought the, they were all right. They were, yeah, I thought they were okay. Even were like fine. this, the 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 effects when he went through the eighth dimension, that was pretty cool. Like the I don't I don't know if you want to call it CGI. I don't know what you would call that, but. Is it CGI? Computer, computer effects, yeah. I guess yeah. it's computer graphic. I thought it was I thought it was alright. Um I yeah. like how um Yeah, there was like a scene between like she, the Peggy? Penny? I don't know. Penny? Penny Whatever. Penny oh, Pretty. Penny? Penny Pretty, which, yeah. Which is a Peggy. fucking stupid name yeah well there's like the whimsical music and like she's having a rant at him and she's like behind a door and he's like really calm and then you know he opens the door and there's like this whimsical music and she's like oh you know what am i doing here and stuff like that and, and then he's like oh you know something about his wife i think is that the point where we get i the, really fucking the tuned out yeah she, she got arrested and she gets he springs her from jail because he's like, um, yes, yes, you're from Kansas, and she's like, no, I was adopted, but I did. Well, I was born in Kansas, and yes. he was like, you have an identical fucking twin or something. I don't no, know who he mean, says that then, but he's no. like, no, he doesn't. It's really weird how the information that she is the identical twin of his dead wife. Yeah, it's like drip fed through a picture. Like, I think the it's first. like another forty minutes in. Yeah. That we actually re figure it out that he says, yeah. right? It's so weird. I kind of just, just say, just say thing. It. She doesn't need to be in the film. No, she doesn't. She doesn't at all. 
Why but he, he loves like, her. No, I don't give a shit. Yeah. What, like, they have a press conference about going through the eighth dimension and she's sitting at the fucking table. <laughs> Why know, is she isn't there? That, isn't that insane? It doesn't oh. make any sense. And, like, the way the way she gets out of prison, I think he just turns around and he's just like, yeah, sure, she seems harmless. Let her out. She's trying to out Buckaroo Yeah, I'm Buckaroo Banzai. Like, is he, like, some sort of... I guess he seems like some sort of he- he superhero because they have like co- comics as well, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows who he is. Yeah. He's like the most famous man in the world. Right. Okay. Um, all the aliens recognize him. Everyone recognizes um, him. And we see the aliens in, in space Tuning around this point. To the conference hearing, yes. Brilliant. They're in like a weird spiky ship that looks like a potato that you've just left in a cupboard for like a year <laughs> yeah. all, the, all the roots growing out of it and, um, and Banzai explains that there are aliens and that aliens uh, are real and ex- that they could be inside the table excuse me because please don't overlook the fact that he like changes his look up every time he's like fitting <laughs> into his like sp- you know many personas right so he he had his like red glasses on because he's trying to you know sleep back hair because he's a smart scientist. Oh, he brilliant. absolutely is yeah. genius. Dedicated to his bits. I think he's a con artist. <gasps> oh, how dare you! <laughs> how dare you! <laughs> he bought those degrees. <laughs> he explains that matter's mostly made up of empty space, and so therefore it's easy to pass through matter if you just have the right. Like doohickey orgasmic oscillator thing, yeah. Um, and they've invented it, so now that we can travel through space via the eighth dimension, and also there are aliens. Mm. And it's just explained really weirdly. And then he says, "Over here, look, look, I've got an alien brain thing in a jar. It looks like a piss, a jar of piss. It does look like <laughs> yeah, a, a jar, jar of, of my piss. piss. I needed <laughs> it to keep it alive. This is the substance I chose. Don't judge me." I, I wrote in the notes because I remember because I haven't seen the fly and then it reminded me of when you guys said that Jeff Goldblum's cock is in a jar. Yeah. And I just said, oh my God, like Jeff Goldblum's in the room. Maybe he got jealous of seeing like something like that in a jar. That's a that's a big hog. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> hog. It's all it's all head. In, no shaft. It's quite the Yeah, it's a lot of movies we've been seeing with like organs in jars recently bit of a running theme that's true yeah. and there's there was another um running theme that i noticed as well oh? um maybe we'll get to that maybe we'll okay. get to that well he gets um he gets a phone call from the president amazing the president is calling buckaroo the president of what the president of the united <laughs> states well because he's in, oh. he's such a big deal he probably is in contact <laughs> with so many Head I, of I was different presidents. Yeah, I was thinking that he was think, thinking like the president of like a company. Well, imagine as well. Yeah, like the the president of fucking Skoda wants to talk to about cars. <laughs> no, the president of Harley Davidson, perhaps. Ah, oh, well, oh. he gets he gets zapped uh, through the phone because the aliens are like, oh, we've got to do something, and yeah. then yes. suddenly, not the president, it's aliens. Yeah, on their the phone. fucking dial-up was like interfering with the conference. I don't know if you if you notice. Yeah. Um, and then it goes very. They live, and now he can see the aliens. He can. The, the aliens in the room. Are- 
they've been they're all around us. They're yeah. walking among us. Among us. And um and now Buckaroo's the only one that can see them and they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're called the Lectroids. And the bandits are in the room. And they've just shot someone. And they've taken Dr. Hikita. Oh my god, everything's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he he has to run off and then there's a as as G alluded to, there was a fucking truck of Harley Davidsons that they were unloading at this conference centre for some reason. So he gets on a, a a bike and they were like, hey, you can't do that. And then the other guy <laughs> says, it's Buckaroo Bad's eye. So therefore it's okay to commit crimes. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess so. What, Grand you, Theft Auto is fine. Do you think it was like, uh, it was an ad. It had to have been an ad placement, surely. Yeah. Like there were posters everywhere, like like in various points of the film, and obviously we just watched Galaxina, so it just reminded me of the Harley David Son. Son. Oh, so good. Uh, um, he chases the bad guys off because they run off in a truck, and then there's mm. a dog, and I suddenly get interested. Come <laughs> oh on, all it God. takes. It's all it takes. It was a beautiful golden retriever who was out hunting with his with his dads. His two gay Bubba dads. and Bert, yeah, the two gay dads. Um, no, they were roommates. Head cannon. <laughs> they were just really good friends. They're just really good friends. Oh my god! So the aliens are in there. They're in a van. They've got the um, the doctor, which I think they called the professor at some point. But sure, that's fine. It's America. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and they they're all talking to each other, and it, it's revealed they're trapped on Earth, and they don't want to be there. And they need the um, the doohickey Who orgasmic the, oscillator to the get home. The electroids are trapped on yeah. Earth, Ryan. So they need it to return home, right? Yeah, um, I, I totally knew that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm not just piecing things together now that we're talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just like reaffirming what we already know. Wink. Mm. So the the aliens in space release a pod thing that is a flying. Like, it's a bird spaceship. Again, a bird spaceship. Yeah. And again, Harley Davidson. Yep. Like last week's movie, Galaxina. Mm -hmm. Very strange, isn't it? Which is crazy. The coincidence is impeccable. Looks like a giant alien ball sack. Are you talking about the one that landed where they were like trying to get into it? Is that, are we at that point? Yeah, it looks like a bird. Bubba and Bert shoot it down. And then it just looks like a weird yeah. cyst thing yeah. or something. Yeah, it looks odd. <sighs> really odd. Uh, and then a, a nice, a nicely dressed man comes out. He like falls off of it, cracks his head and fucking he dies. dies. Yeah. But then his disguise drops and you see that it's an alien. Oh my God. I love how you can tell that it's Vincent Schiavelli even with the mask on because he looks so weird that even under prosthesis... <laughs> That's sadly true. It's sadly true. I love him. I I don't give a shit. I think he's a fucking amazing person. (laughs) Great actor. So we have three. There's three aliens that are in this spaceship. One of them cracks his head and dies. Mm. One of them gets away, and one of them is stuck inside and has to self-destruct the ship. Mm. And they all look pretty. Are they similar or just the same actor? I couldn't quite tell. Same actor, right? It's the same guy. It might be the. I I don't know. I, it was all maybe very, they're clones. I mean, this is one of the downsides of watching things on VHS. I was is gonna the quality s- isn't yeah. isn't the best. 
audio and visual. I think it was like the same guy from what I could tell. It is around this time that we discover that every single fucking alien is called John. Oh, yes. That is the best part of the film. I swear to God. Which is is very strange. Why? Um, it's like, you know, it's like the John Smith or something in a way. Like the generic man placeholder name. But they're all like John something. The the first name's John. Surname is like something really random. John, there's, there's John O'Connor. There's John Smallberries. Mm. <laughs> Smallberries. Which yeah, I, I did write that. down of my list of cat potential cat names. It's John Smallberries. Yes. Um, the, the, I don't know the placement of the Buckery Banzai comic as well. It's the latest issue. Well, like what? Well, this is just like again. It's issue one as well. It's issue one. <laughs> it, it's like they're trying to set it up for like. Buckaroo Banzai is going to be this big fucking franchise yeah. with comics uh, yeah. and like albums and <laughs> whatever else. Like, Sadly, it was not meant to be, was it? It was not meant to be. So, so we've got the pod, 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 pod. One alien gets away, one dies, one blows up and dies presumably as well. The guy that gets away has a weird pink parcel. Um... <laughs> The dead alien's got the Buckaroo Bands like comic book. Um, very strange. Uh, but then Buckaroo Bands, I uh, eventually finds Doctor Hikita in like the back of the van. Oh, I love this scene. It's... In like a coffin thing. No, it's like a freezer, I guess. And um, and he he accidentally shocks Hikita because Buckaroo Bands has got like the formula, some weird electrical power and he's got a formula written on his hand that we never see because like there's a really weirdly framed shot where the doctor's head is covering the hand so we don't see what the formula is it's plastered which... on his head isn't it oh he, like, he does yeah he yeah, licks he does his slap. hand <laughs> 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 he licks Very his hand weirdly. and like slaps it on his head to transfer the formula to him um and he did the job yeah um so bizarre. So good. But Banzai, he says to Hikita, he says that he can see Letroids from Planet 10 by way of the nth, eighth dimension. Mm. Which is, I mean, that's a lot to take in if someone yeah. says that. Yeah. Watch these fucking geniuses. They know exactly what's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why are all the ships, like all the alien ships, it's like, they're really They're very organic looking. Yeah. They're like alive almost, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's really... Really gross. Really, really gross. Kind of reminds me of like Lex and stuff. Um, there's organic ships. Yeah. Mm. You see Lex when like the lady, she's she's having a shower and she's like, she's like fondling this weird pod and it sort of spunks water out onto her. And it's like, this is disgusting. <laughs> this, is fucking, this is clearly someone's fetish I'm watching. What Ooh. the fuck? Not the, not the fetish. There's a few, there's a few scenes of Buckaroo Banzai running away from the aliens, and a kid sees him, um, and he he or hears him on the radio, or something, and um, yeah, because he this calls is, this out. He's like, I don't know the name of all the fucking what he's he like, calls Dad, the people. We gotta help, help Buckaroo Banzai get the like, helicopter. Oh, the kid yeah, is he, just waiting. He, just they broadcast that he needs help. 
right? So they just <laughs> add more fucking people. Like, this is the thing. It's just constantly, this film is just adding characters who don't. Because the Cavaliers are like a group of like. Yeah, Six, they don't really seven do men? Yeah. Or something? And half There's of them don't of fucking them. talk, ever. They just don't <laughs> do anything. Clancy Brown doesn't do anything except die, pretty much. Um, Clancy Brown's in this film as well. Wow. Um, my God. Um, so the um, the Cavaliers are in the, at, at home. They're on a computer, and they figure out all the aliens are called John, and they list. they go through all the names. Yeah. The Jamaican alien arrives and he hands over the parcel. Um, and we're like, what's the deal with this parcel? I hope it's not a bomb. Mm. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking um, that too. But then Jeff Goldblum has this weird, like, epiphany. Um, all of the aliens are from Grover's Mill in New Jersey. Oh. And this is where in Orson Welles' radio broadcast... Um, the aliens landed in Grover's Mill. They they actually landed near Woking in John Wyndham's novel. Um, but obviously Orson Welles had to make it in America. And apparently Orson Welles was broadcasting a news report telling people this wasn't a hoax, yeah. but the aliens made it seem like a hoax the fake, to cover their tracks. Mm, fake broadcast. Um, which, that, I don't know. Maybe I could maybe believe that, like, sure, sure, okay. But the thing is, John Wyndham wrote the book in in 1897. I looked this up. 1897. It was published in magazines. Yeah. And then the next year it was published as a novel. So did aliens previously land in Woking or in a field near Woking? at the end of the 19th century, and then they had to hypnotise John Wyndham. Yeah, probably. See, the the thing is, right, none of that actually happened in this film because it's only about America. Okay. No other country exists. Well, the USSR does. Yes. Um, And we'll we'll get there uh, very soon. Um, The the parcel is actually a message, um, like a holographic projection... A bit like uh, Princess Leia in yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Help me, Obi Wan. Masks made of bubble wrap. On. Oh my god, <laughs> yes! those masks! For some Fucking hell, they look so bad. So dumb, oh, bro. So dumb. I love it. I thought they'd be wearing like three D glasses or something, but yeah. no, it's literally just a bit of bubble wrap around their eyes. Yeah, like they're trying to auto asphyxiate themselves or something. It's weird, yeah. like sex. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, I'm Wheels, the Dungeon Master for Storybreakers. Love critical role in movies like Hot Fuzz and Spotlight? Actual play series Storybreakers combines the fantasy adventure of Dungeons & Dragons with small-town comedy and mystery in an episodic tale of journalists on the hunt for the secret underbelly of a tiny town where nothing seems to happen. But excuse me if I don't think a bunch of ragtag journalists from a podunk town 
are actually going to be of any help. But technically I don't come from here. When the mysterious arrival of a celebrity from the Heroes and Adventurers Guild sets off a strange conspiracy, the group will have to leave what they think they know about the world at the door, if they're ever to unravel the truth at the heart of this seemingly nondescript town. It's not front page of the Sussire Star News. I pull up the, the today's like installment of the news to see what the front page actually is. There's a big picture of a pumpkin that's been stepped on, and it says, Outrage as pumpkin stepped on. <laughs> Storybreaker Season 1 in its entirety is available for listening right now wherever you get your podcasts. With Season 2 on the way. Find out more at Dicebreaker.com. Masks. So we've had quite a lot of exposition here about the aliens, and it's not even started. We get a whole bunch more dumped on us. Yeah. So there are good aliens, the red aliens. No, the black and ones. Bad- no, the good ones are black. The good aliens are the black aliens, and they're all black actors. African-American actors, or Jamaican as well, clearly from the guy's accent, he's from Jamaica. And the red the red ones are the baddies. And it's revealed that um, John Lithgow is actually possessed by space alien Hitler. Um, they do literally <laughs> mention Hitler uh, mm. and compare him to Hitler. Um, and they were banished, him and his... Space alien Nazis were banished to the eighth dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because of um, Dr. Lizardo traveling, he got possessed by the leader. And then somehow there's more of the bad aliens on Earth now. And I'm not sure how that happened. I thought Lizardo just went mad because he just spacked his head into a wall. No, he's 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 space alien Hitler in right. his brain. Right. So the the aliens were banished to the eighth dimension, but somehow a bunch of them on on Earth, um, which doesn't make a lot of sense. And then the good <laughs> alien then says that if ba- Buckaroo Banzai doesn't oh, this is my stop the bad part. aliens, yep. she will fire a fucking particle beam somewhere in the USSR, yep. which will make them think. That, that it's a preemptive it. attack by the United States, and it will start a a fucking global nuclear conflict and end the world. Yeah, because then they'll destroy the Earth and the bad. These aliens. are the good guys, by the way. Yeah, and this is the good guys, and he has until sunset to stop them. Yeah. So good luck. And then she's like, "End of discussion. Fucking ascends." Right? She's just like, you know, that's it. I'm now. Uh, you've got all the facts. Drops the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Love so it. this is quite a lot has just been dumped on us in like five minutes. There's like we basically know what the plot is now of the film. Yeah, it's, it's quite a good. far it's like I think halfway through the film, maybe a bit more. I said um <laughs> this movie feels like some kind of inside joke that the viewer isn't in on. <laughs> oh my that god. Is such a beautiful description. No, it's pretty spot put, on. Put that on the back of the VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> so it is finally revealed through a photograph on Buckaroo Banzai's nightstand. That, sure. Uh, Penny and Peggy are identical twins, and Penny is is the sister of the dead wife, Peggy. Finally, that's revealed oh, as well. So, they so are all of the exposition, all at once... Um, they are sisters? And it got me to thinking, yeah, yeah, it got me to thinking, like, 
if we were gonna, if there was gonna be like a remake of Buckaroo Banzai, and one of you had to play the twin sisters, which one of you would make the best uh, dead wife in the montage flashback? Walking through cornfields in slow motion with your hand Booth, going I guess. over the ears of corn. Yeah, I mean, only because standing I on a beach with a dog. Booth, how much yeah. of a good dead wife can you be? <laughs> the best dead wife you'll ever have. <laughs> Rustling through the sheets, you know, um, and, and rolling also, around, smiling. Also, because I can play the um, madly depressed crazy woman at a gig. Nice, with um, like mascara streaming down your face. Mm, but that, uh, but I'd add absolutely nothing. I yeah. spent my last dollar on Tom- Tamagotchis. <laughs> I ain't got no left. I've got no. I sponged up too much. I honestly thought the the blonde woman was like a, a a version of his wife from another dimension because I thought there was like you know the movie was going to amount to <laughs> that would have made more sense yeah, which been really is insane clarity. interdimensional traveling and like the wires have been crossed and you know people are f- appearing from different timelines I that's what, I honestly thought that's what it was but I guess not. Hey. <laughs> Anyway, so Buckaroo tries to kiss his dead wife's twin and gets uh, electric- electrocutes her, um, mm-hmm. zaps her, mm. which I thought was weird. Very weird thing to happen. Um, Very uh, Frankenhooker and also Galaxina. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 like, a lot of electric to, zapping while sexy 100%. time is involved. But, like, just imagine you're you're in her shoes. You're very... Very depressed. You're not doing well at life. You're wrapped up in this. this they never insanity. explain why she's depressed, though. They just sort of are like, she's down in the she's dumps. She's adopted. That's why she's depressed. Broken family. Apparently, apparently, oh. everybody that's adopted is just incredibly sad. Just like yeah, the saddest people on earth. Like they don't give any any explanation as to why she is the way she is and what she's doing and why she's sad. Might be nothing. Cut. Who knows? Oh, but she she's trapped. Like she's stuck in all of this insane situation. She she's in the bedroom of this man who is like the most famous man in the world, mm. and she sees a picture of herself and him mm. on his nightstand. He says, oh yeah, that's my dead wife. You're her sister. And then he tries to kiss you. Like... And then she gets a shock from him. Yeah. Like, this is a weird day for her, right? This is a weird day. Sure. But again, I'm just a little annoyed at the lack of explanation to her role in all of this. Again, like, why is she sad? Why are the? I mean, this is a this because is further in. we have to because otherwise people might think right. If there wasn't a woman in it, they might think that Buckaroo Banzai's a gay. With all of his um, Hong Kong Cavaliers, they just they, all, they get yeah, on the band bus all these and they just dressed men. They just yeah. needed a woman. Fuck each other. They needed they like needed a woman. A woman's like charm in the movie. Because like honestly, I could have done without her. It just. Or if they just like gave her a better backstory or something, it would have been fine. But they just, she just, yeah, she just gets captured and tortured, and it just makes no sense. They call the president. Does does, does he talk to the president? And the president has a bad back. And I wrote that he has a bad back, which is 
which is surely important to the story. Nope. And it isn't in it any isn't way. Sure. No. He's, just, he's just fucking in a contraption that doesn't even make sense. He has a bad back that's like on a... So he's lying on a bed that can tilt forward. So he's just leaning forwards on his front. Yeah. That can't be good for your back, surely. It's not good for your back. When you've got a bad so. back, you're supposed to be up and moving around and doing normal stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You'd think so. It'd make more sense if he was, like, in an iron lung or something. Well, that would be fucking brilliant. Rather just, in the iron uh, lung. Is this before? No. I can't remember if it's before or after, but he gets, like, some, <laughs> some like, declaration of war in the form of, like, a sort of, like, little... Short. It said declaration of war. Short form in like a, yeah. a, a little card. Like that's that's a little bit later. It's yeah, a little bit later. But okay. It's so absurd. It is absurd. I'm just like okay. Sure. This is so. So what happens next is aliens breach the lab trying to find the the orgasmic oscillator. Mm. Um. They start murdering people with fleshy ninja stars that they gob out. Nice. <clears throat> um. Everything has to be fleshy and organic and goofy. Yeah, that's that's sci-fi. Yeah, you only get two two modes of, modes of sci-fi. You get fleshy sci-fi and you get futuristic cybernetic futuristic. sci-fi. Yeah. Mm. Um. So, oh, Clancy Brown um just gets like hit with the thing and he's fucked. Yeah. And there's also there's an interesting scene where there's like a watermelon that seems to be in like a, a hydraulic press thing, mm-hmm. and and one, and someone's like, "Why is the watermelon there?" And he's like, "Well, oh, don't ask. I'll explain later. I'll explain later. Never explain." And that's and there's an interesting bit of trivia about that, which mm-hmm. we might read out at the end. Mm-hmm. So they've got um. They they get the they get Penny and she's got the doohickey in her, her handbag because uh, the doctor gives it to her and then um, the 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 bad aliens get away in the helicopter they steal the helicopter mm. um, which is very rude of them yeah um, Clancy Brown fucking dies uh, Rawhide is the name of his character um, he didn't really do anything in the film other than die. Like this is his like big scene. Um it's kind of sad. Um and then it's this is when um this is when Buckaroo Banzai um is on the phone, the video phone to the president, and he says, um It looks like the earth is caught in the crossfire. We have reason to believe there are vicious red aliens walking freely among us. That's when he says Among Us. Yeah, I put right. Among Us in caps in my notes. And I leapt to my feet. I fucking hollered. I dabbed. <laughs> 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 so he said the thing. He said the thing. I'm like yelling at my cats. He said the thing. <laughs> and then Jeff Goldblum again has like this incredible sort of like revelation. He's a good, he's a good get. I'm glad that they, that he joined the Cavaliers. He's he's pulling his weight. He is. He he figures out that aliens have managed to brainwash humanity using a bacterial infection in our brains, which means that we <laughs> can't see them for what they are. Holy shit, what a gigabrain. So Buckaroo Banzo, when he got zapped with the eighth <laughs> dimension electricity, that killed the infection in his brain? Question mark? I guess. Maybe. So now he can see them. 
um, but no one else can. Yeah, but that kind um, of now that you mention it, it's like they live right yep. as you as as you said before. They live wasn't made for another four years. <gasps> this was four years before they live. That's incredible. What the fuck? So it's around this point when Jeff Goldblum is kind of explaining the the brainwashing that I realise there are way too many people in this film. There's a bunch of people just standing around him doing nothing. I can see at the back the um, the guy whose helicopter's been stolen is mm. just standing there, just doing nothing. He's just there. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, why, why are there so many people just standing around? Doing nothing. Not doing anything. And I was like, I guess his kid is probably around somewhere. If he's here, and we do see the kid later. Very much so. Um, so I think it's, it's around now that it is, it is officially revealed that Dr. Emilio Lizardo is Lord John Warfin, a space alien Hitler, whose mind has been hijacked when he crossed over into the eighth dimension years ago using Dr. Tohiki Hikata's oscillation overthruster and he now has Buckaroo Banzai's dead wife, Petty, Peggy's identical twin sister, Penny, h- h- held hostage. Right. And I feel my brain vibrating. I know. I know. <laughs> oh I my know. God. I know. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a lot. It's a lot. Did you guys notice it was like grapefruit littered around their like base, their, you know, their sort of base of operations? No. Just like random grapefruit what... everywhere. For, for no reason. <laughs> I don't know why I noticed it, but it Oh just... everything's everything's got a reason in this film. I like when he comes back from fighting aliens, his assistant just sort of hands him a lollipop as well, and I was like what? <laughs> what? I wonder if this is like a cut scene. I don't remember the lollipop. Really? It's so that would be that would be weird if that was a cut scene. <laughs> yeah, because it literally makes that. no sense. No, again, no sense. No, con- if they're not going to give context about the lollipop or the grapefruit or anything like uh, uh, about the sister, sorry, they're definitely not going to give any context about any of that stuff. It's just random and quirky. One of my favorite bits of the movie um, happens now, and it's when oh. a very bad actor is trying to read the line. Really? And he says, Strategic Space Command now reports all the survey, the, the surveillance satellite communication yeah. is jammed. And I was like, that is fantastic. That's the take they went with. So yeah. there's probably worse. Yeah. They probably tried a couple times. I did write down, I suspect that was the best take they had. I mean, so, like, yeah, I think we're all in agreement. Just, not, just get someone else to do that. Line. If you can't do the fucking line, what are you here for? Why have you Why have you been hired as an actor? Why are they paying him to fuck up a line? I'm I, I'm sure there was a scene with the same guy in previously, and and he did stand out as being quite bad. And I thought, well, it's fine. He's not saying much. He's not saying anything important. And then they give him this line, and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake! Do you think he was someone important to like not an actor? But like a friend of the directors or something. He's a make a wish kid. Oh no. (laughs) They executed him afterwards. Oh my god. 
<laughs> so it's, this is when we have the president with the emergency action documents, and it's revealed that it's uh, declaration of war, the short form. And I thought that was – was that supposed to be funny? It's not really very funny. Maybe it's funny to someone. I thought it was like a bit of a, oh, they're declaring war. She laughed. Yeah. She laughed. She thought it was great. Why are there grapefruits I'm, everywhere? I'm telling you, there's like grape. He's holding one. They're in the background. It's the same I instance as for the watermelon. Yeah, I think so. Ah, We'll get there. We'll yeah. get there with the trivia. Um, so we have... Um, so John Nithgow is uh, he is this when he's doing his speeches? He's do, he's doing speeches up on like a platform in this weird yeah factory slash base thing. I was so then. bored at this point. I was so beyond bored. I don't remember what else I was doing, but <laughs> I I I wrote keep forgetting why it's important. I got too bored to take notes, but they got a spaceship. Nice. Yeah. That sounds about right, though. Like, that sounds like all you need to know at this point, truthfully. They they, cut, they kidnapped Buckaroo Banzai to solve some equations by electrocuting his dick. Amazing. That happens later, yeah, yeah, oh, in the right. uh, electro tower or whatever. So this they, is um, the shock tower. Is, see, listen, I just spaced out for however much, however uh, long. So they're in this, they're in this base because the, the US Army was, or the US Air Force was going to be building like a, a new bomber there. But actually the aliens have taken over the base and they're building a spaceship. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is why we're there. Um, I think one so of my... we see Lithgow is doing a really bad Italian accent, doing speeches like Hitler. Amazing. And And then there's the bit where he says... The joy of duty. And everyone, all the aliens repeat, the joy of duty. <laughs> and I'm like, was that, that's also supposed to be funny, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, one of my favorite lines is when Terrible. I think somebody's on, I think the robot or something is on this PA and he's saying, there are monkey boys in the facility. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's, so, that, so there's this, there's a PA system with like an automated voice kind of thing that's like, giving like inspirational or motivational things to the workers in the factory. Yeah. Um, but it also has these emergency notices saying, yeah, the monkey boys are in the fact facility. I love Monkey that. boys are feeble. I love <laughs> that they call the aliens monkey boys. It's like... No, they call humans that. They call The aliens call humans that. Yeah, sorry, sorry. The aliens call humans monkey boys. I thought that was brilliant. And my, I think my feeble. second favourite thing in the movie was... When I think those masks, the really gimp looking masks with the bubble wrap, you can see they allow you to see who aliens are, I guess. Do they though? I, I don't, think I don't even know. I well that so this is my my confusion. My confusion is the guy that's with them, the what's the other type of alien? The black <laughs> electroids. <laughs> yeah. So he was with them, and mm. they couldn't tell that he was a lectroid when they had the masks on. But then Jeff Goldblum puts on a mask at one point, and he turns around, and he notices that the Jamaican guy, who is a black lectroid, is in fact a black lectroid. But he doesn't say anything? 
I don't know if you guys remember that. I don't remember anything anymore. It's so <laughs> confusing. Just it's, you don't remember that. I don't remember anything. I don't remember that either. I remember there was like a there was like a POV shot, but I think it was from Buckaroo Banzai's POV. Yeah, no. when he looks over at the black electron, they sort of keep changing perspective, don't they? Yeah, I I assumed it was um, Jeff Goldblum's character looking back and being like, oh. That's a that's an alien, and then he just doesn't. I say don't anything. think he, I don't think he ever gets to look at them. I don't really? know. God, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. It I'm was questioning him, my but... my sanity now. Maybe it well, was. This film literally destroyed some section of my brain. Yeah, you can't afford to lose any. I know it was already so sparse. Oh now it's even worse. Okay, so it's like, a, it's, it's like the Hawaiian Islands or Fiji or somewhere, and you know the rising sea levels. You need you, you're losing that land mass. That's the brain. It's my so, brain mass. It's so funny. Due to it being flooded with this shit. Yeah, because yeah. like the more we discuss it, the more like I understand and don't understand. It's like I feel like I I get I understand something, and then it just like scrambles my brain. I think the best way that they put it in the movie was, I think someone said, the man's gone through solid matter, maybe it scrambled his brain. And I thought, fucking mood. Like, this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking movie. Yeah. So there's the, um, there's the, there's two scenes with torture kind of going on. One is with um, Penny, and she has a tarantula on her thigh. Yes, oh. spooder torture. And that made me just go, ah! Yeah, and um, and then Bakri Banzai is in the uh, the shock tower. He's being electrocuted if he lies or if he just doesn't speak. Is I guess. Um, and then um, John Lithgow's character says, "Big booty, activate your probes." Aww. And that is when Bakri Banzai gets a shot to the dick. Yeah. Um, just electric, just zaps him right in the fucking crotch, and he goes, "Ah, fuck." Um, actually, he takes it like a champ. He doesn't really complain all he that much. It. I would be much worse. I, I'd be like, ah! Maybe he likes but the cock like, and ball torture. You don't know. I guess he does. I guess he does. He's used to it. He's bloody used Maybe, to it. Maybe, you know, his hand got zapped. Maybe he tried to have a cheeky wank earlier, and he yeah. just zapped his own cock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then he does it again. <laughs> Pretends to hate it. So we have we have the two security guards. One of them is John Smallberries. Yes. Um, the bus pulls up. A uh, guy from the 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 armed forces comes out, and he starts like saying that he's going to use the phone or whatever. And um, it's very weird because he just distracts them, and then the bus just drives in. And I'm like, those security guards are fucking shit. They just let a, a bus filled with the Cavaliers that all have guns just, just go past. Terrible. Terrible. They should be fired, honestly. Dog shit. Um, and there's also a scene in the, in the base where they, they see that there's like baby carriages and like a toy that's spinning around. Yeah, like, like, a, a, like a baby toy. Like a, what are they called? Paris? Carousel. It's a carousel, yeah. It's like lullaby music or something playing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, are we going to see baby aliens? And then something drops on someone's back. And I can't tell if that was supposed to be a baby one. 
it could have been like a dwarf in in a, an alien mask. What? Yeah. Um, but they just broke its fucking neck. <laughs> so <laughs> if it was like a toddler oh. alien, uh, they just murdered it just without even thinking. Of um, course. I mean, that would be my, you know, natural reaction. So fair play. So there's that. There's all these scenes of the Cavaliers going through the alien base, and they're just teleporting around from place to place. And I'm thinking, it like this should have been edited that the that, like the scenes with the interrogation of Banzai should have been interspersed throughout the them moving through the base, because they're in one place, and then it cuts to the next scene, and now they're in a different place. And then it cuts to the next scene, and now they're shooting aliens in a different place. Yeah, and they're quickly moving through the fucking base. There's a big shootout. It distracts Lizardo. Uh, he goes off. Banzai just instantly breaks free of his 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 bondage. Yeah. And I'm like, how how did he break free so quickly? They did a terrible job sort of tying him up. But and he's just Buckaroo Banzai. God. Um. Oh, and then it. we have Penny. Penny's on. She's like tied to like a almost like an altar or something, just in the middle of this massive empty room that's filled with like water, like stagnant water. They've really put this poor like, woman through the ringer at this point, <laughs> like for no there's reason. Like, there's a ramp from like her feet up to her face, and they put like a weird goopy slug alien thing on the end of the ramp so it can slowly make its way up towards her face. And yeah. I'm like, oh my god, that thing must be incredibly dangerous. But then Banzai appears and just picks it up and throws it. Yeah, yeah. Just... And I'm like, okay, well, I guess it wasn't that dangerous a fucking creature then. You just pick it up with your bare hands, just chuck it. Slow torture, just like letting the thing <laughs> ramp its way, you know, across this beam. And then it just sort of like flicks it like it's a fucking piece of fluff or something. Odd. But it's not like minutes go by with her there and it cuts back to her and it's closer now, cuts back to her and it's like right by her face. Oh my god, she's fu No, it, it's put on the ramp and then in the, in like the next scene, Banzai just is there, picks it off the ramp and throws it. Like there's no like build up of tension. It's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. It feels like the editing is just so off in places. Everything is off. Yeah. Everything. This, yeah. this this whole film, it just, it started off weak and then it just fell apart. Yeah. It's just insanely... I mean, it got worse as it went on, I felt. Yeah, it got... It's Which just is saying something because it started off fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. It's... I thought you would like this, Boof. I thought you really would. Yeah. You Sad. were wrong. Um... They fly off in a spaceship. The spaceship, when it's a physical prop in the factory, it looks like dog shit. It's mm. just like a shapeless thing of metal and stuff. But then when it fails to go through into the eighth dimension and it just breaks through the wall, suddenly it's this spiky, beautiful spaceship thing. And I'm like, yeah, what? It didn't look like that when it was in the factory. Yeah, that was odd. <laughs> it's like a different fucking spaceship now. <laughs> um, so the aliens are getting away, but it's okay because Banzai is on board um, with his with his black alien friend, his black Electron. Um, and there's there's the line: <laughs> "We're not in the eighth dimension, 
we're over New Jersey. Oh, no. And I was like, <laughs> yikes. God. So the thing is about this film, they've called it Buckaroo Banzai and his fucking journey adventures through the eighth dimension, right? Mm. Yeah. He spent two seconds in the eighth dimension. He spent two seconds in the eighth dimension. It was absolutely flipping pointless to have that much of a title. Yeah, that's also... What would you have called it? Just Buckaroo Buckaroo Banzai. and the fucking bored actors. The secret invasion. Buckaroo Banzai and the nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Buckaroo Banzai manages to fly the tiny little ship... Um, he's like Ray Skywalk and Ace Rimmer rolled into one. I put mm-hmm. in my notes. He then fires a laser or particle beam, blows up the big ship, saves the Earth. Uh, he jumps out the ship. He somehow has a parachute. That's good luck. Um, and then there's there's this is one of the funniest bits of the film. Buckaroo is back on board the um the tour bus. And the guy is on the radio and he says, Buckaroo, President's on line one calling about, is everything okay with the alien space cloud from planet 10 or should he just go ahead and destroy Russia? And Buckaroo says, tell him yes on one and no on two. And then the guy looks confused and he says, which was yes to destroy Russia or number two? Oh my God. And I'm like, and Buckaroo just walks off. And I'm like, you really should have made clear. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because the guy wasn't sure. Kind of playing with uh, fire there, Buckaroo. Like, uh, Penny is dead. Um, How did Jeff she die? Just, just from being tortured or something? A broken heart. Right. Okay. I don't know. Wait, she died. I do not know. She died. Now what? she was fine. Yeah. The slug didn't hit her. I don't know. I don't know what she would have died of, but somehow she was mortally wounded. They said, there's nothing more we can do or something. I've tried everything. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum says, there's nothing more I could do. I did everything I could. Um, By and which then he, he meant, he, I just stood there. Yeah. I did everything I could. I just, I just stood there and it wasn't enough. Mm. She's covered in a, in a sheet on the bed, takes the sheet off. He kisses her. He zaps her. And he's like, oh, did she just move? Then he like uses his electric power to bring her back from the dead. So now he can, um, he's a neurosurgeon, he's a rock star, he's a, a, a test pilot, and a he's a martial arts master, and he can bring people back from the dead. He's a necromancer now. He's a necromancer, yeah. King. Um, and then they fuck, uh, presumably. I was going to say, I don't remember that, but sure. And he's earned that. He's earned that fuck. Um, Does he though? And and then we get um, a thing appear on screen that says Buckaroo Banzai will return uh, against the World <laughs> Crime League. Fucking on, um, and they don't. And he doesn't. There was going to be a comic book, and then that just became a novel written by the uh, the author that originally created Buckaroo Banzai, and that was published November twenty twenty one. Wow! So. Quite, what's that, 37 years? Yeah, it's a bit. It took 30... (laughs) This whole film and everything to do with it is like people had an idea and then they just couldn't be fucking arsed. (laughs) They were just like, well, I have this idea and I have some money to throw at big actors, but also, like, that sounds like effort. Yeah. So I'm just going to let people do their stuff. It just was so incoherent, inconsistent. It just was all over the place. 
I thought I was missing a beat because I was like tired, like you know from traveling. But it wasn't. It just the <laughs> movie was just bad. I think my favorite part was the credits. Honestly, the end credits was the best part. Of yeah, the film. it really was. Like, and that's what they used as the trailer to get people excited. They were like, "Wow, this is it's like it's like." An Avengers sort of team yeah. of superheroes. Like, oh, wow, sh- these guys are so cool. Like, why is that guy in a cowboy outfit? Why is this guy dressed like this? Oh my God, this is going to be fucking amazing. Oh, I love it so it. much. Think, uh, the music playing, yeah. they're walk, you know, walking along. The whole team is like walking in tune to the music, doing a little dance. They fucking misspelled his name so though, good. at the end. Made me laugh. They, Did they? Yeah, Buckaroo Banzai, but with like an exclamation point. Oh, and like well, no eye, and like I'm not convinced that the exclamation point is meant to be the eye, and also you can tell that that wasn't the first attempt. Look how many times they tried. You can see, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they washed it off. They washed it off and shit. <laughs> For listeners, it's graffitied on uh, like a, a wall or a bridge or something, and um, I think it's one of those like flood channel things that they have. Yeah, it's got Buckaroo normally, and then a Banza. With an exclamation mark, and you yeah. can see in the back in the background all the different K's and B shapes that they've just power washed off and tried again. It's um, a bit scuffed. And remember, this is the best part of the film we're talking about. Yeah, this is the best part of the film, and even this is scuffed. Oh. I thought the best part of the film was the trailers at the beginning, though. Like oh, that. That wasn't was... part of the film. Yeah. That was part of the VHS tape that you had. Yeah, doesn't count. Yeah. So. Um, final thoughts. Um, Sophie, go ahead um, I, and I also give no us your thoughts. rating. I have no, no thoughts. thoughts. Head, Head empty. empty. <laughs> it's a um, shed. <laughs> four out of ten. Uh, because some of it was well done, but it was the most vague, annoying thing. I have drawn a diagram of the plot, yes. um, which we will put on the uh, the Patreon. I might also tweet it eventually. Oh, I think we should at this point because we've like oh I think I remember what each of us have rated the movies and stuff, but we should keep track of like the movies and how we've rated them, right? I mean I'm writing everything oh actually I'm not writing your ratings down. We should we should get like listen to the Yeah. I I I'd like to see it in like I guess a, some sort of format. Oh my some god. Some visual format of some um, sort. Yeah. We'll figure it That'd out. Be good. That's a good idea. So, so I've drawn this um, this diagram, uh, and it's basically that it starts off in a sort of straight line, but people get added, and think more and more things get added and added and added to this, and then it just becomes a big tangled mess, and then out of, something shat out at the end. Yeah. And I've given it a four out of ten, which is being generous. I did give it a four point five out of ten, but then I changed my mind because I was really annoyed at it. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, okay, G, uh, your final thoughts about the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai in the 8th Dimension. I mean, better than Galaxina. It, it's sort of like, because it's meant to be like satire, western, comedy, it's got action, it's got martial arts, I think sometimes. Um, mm. Kind of I don't think it really knows what it is. It's like so all over the place. 
Um, better than Galaxina. I'm trying to remember what I gave Galaxina. Uh, uh, because I don't I, I don't want to give it the same I gave rating. it the, I gave it the same rating. And if you asked me which one I'd rather watch again, it would be Galaxina. Galaxina, okay. My god, really? Yeah. Jesus. This was so this was so stupid and convoluted and yeah. absolutely pointless. At least they had a dog in a in a in an alien costume in the Galaxina. <laughs> yeah. And she had really nice legs to look at. Ugh. I thought Banzai did not have nice legs. It did not. It was just so no. confused. I think I gave <clears throat> Galaxina either a two or a three. Jesus. I think. I think. So uh, I guess this is like, yeah, maybe a three or a four. Ooh! Oh my God. What about you, Simon? What do you give this? So I think. To sum up my feelings, I I have enjoyed having watched it more than I enjoyed watching it. Mm. Having had it as an experience means more to me than actually living through living my life being someone that is currently watching Buckery Bansai. That is more confusing <laughs> you... than his saying in the bar. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, man? So, you know, when you go through a process, it could be a lot of hard work, stressful, but then you have a finished product at the end, right? Right. Or imagine that you're doing something that makes you feel uncomfortable, like go-karting or something, just a random thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's fun, but it's sweaty, it's dirty, it stinks. You feel quite self-conscious, tucked into a little cart. You you don't do very well, and you'll think, oh, well, this, I don't know if I like this. But then a couple of days later, you think back, you know, you look back on it and you think, that was pretty cool. I quite enjoyed that go-karting. Probably never going to go again, but I'm glad I went. Okay. You know? I, yeah. And I feel that way towards the film, okay. right? Yeah. I I've given that. it a six out of ten, having right. enjoyed watching it, but not enjoying the actual process of watching it. I loved Peter Weller in it so much. I think as a character, Buckaroo Banzai had so much potential as someone who can just be brilliant at everything, but is... It's weird, because if I was to try and describe what his character is actually like, I would struggle. Because he... There's not really much to him character-wise. He does a lot of things, but I couldn't really tell you anything about how he feels... About anything. Yeah, there's nothing like it's just very surface level stuff. It's yeah. Not deep. Um John Lithgow was just it was a blast. Him doing a stupid accent. I really liked that. Yeah. Um it did feel like the film dragged on. Even though it's hundred and two minutes, it felt long. Yeah. It, that and that's was pretty bad. That was a hundred minutes too long. Yeah. I, that was bad. I was so um, end credits, amazing. Loved them. And I think that boosted my score. The end credits were fantastic. So I can see that. I didn't hate it. I'm not sure I could recommend it as a film. Would you give it, sorry, a four? Or just... I gave it six. Ew. Okay. <laughs> sure. You're, you're entitled to I'm glad opinion. that I watched it. I'm glad that I watched it. You know? I didn't have the biggest amount of fun watching it. But it was so insane. Yeah. Um it was a good it was a good experience, I think. Yeah. Um Yeah, so trivia. Have you got 
any interesting trivia that you have found, either of you? No, I usually do, but I was so brain dead that I just I was, I was reading the uh I was reading the, the the trivia and the and everything because I was bored of watching the film. <laughs> so uh I was looking at the trivia. The the watermelon thing mm. even the producers were so checked out of this film <laughs> that they that they, they put in a watermelon to see if they, anybody was watching them do it and was checking up on like the, the progress based and nobody so, mentioned it so they were like right nobody's fuck, nobody fucking cares we can just do what we want so back in the olden days things were shot on actual film and at the end of every day they would do a a, 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 a hard like a, like a rough cut of the footage that they filmed and it was in really low quality and they would send that off to like the producers to look over the dailies as they were called just to check if they were actually doing the work and shooting the right things yeah and um and nobody watched any of the dailies and and at that point they knew that they could just do whatever they wanted with the film because no one mentioned why is there a watermelon why did you shoot a watermelon here i didn't see anything in the script about a watermelon but nobody was checking. So, yeah, the producers were just checked out and just didn't give a shit. Um, they, they didn't know how to, to sell this movie, how to advertise it. They had the, the, the walking around and dancing as a trailer. Because why not? Um, why fucking they not? They didn't have the music. The music wasn't finished for that end scene. What so music end- did they use? Was it Uptown Girl? Yeah, Uptown Girl <gasps> by Billy Girl, Girl. As, a, as a placeholder because it was the exact same tempo. So those scenes were filmed with Uptown Girl blurring from a boombox tied to the back of the camera truck. Incredible. But it, it did the job. It did. It did the job. Um, the, the end sequence was... Um, it inspired Wes Anderson's film The Life Aquatic yeah. with Steve Zizou. I did see that, actually. Um, which has a similar ending where they're just walking around. Uh, David Bowie's Queen Bitch is used at the end of that film. Apparently there's quite a lot of films that like kind of pay homage to this. Like Men in Black and like some other ones as Homage. well. Homage. Star Trek First Contact. Mm. Did you see I posted a picture of William Riker in the group I chat? I did. I saw that. And in the background, stuck to the wall of the spaceship, is the... Um, oscillation overthruster. That's what the name of it is called. The doohickey. Yeah, yeah. The it's thing just that stuck they to a wall. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the same in Back to the Future, I think. One of the actors of the Black Electroids was in Star Trek. What? Um, as in an incredibly racist episode, I Eww. think as well, of the original series, where it's like the... They're they're making out that this this race of aliens are really like primitive and and um, they kidnap Tasha, Tasha. Oh no, wait, it's not Tasha. Maybe it, wait, it's it is the next generation. Series. It's the next generation, yeah. and they Must kidnap Tasha because he wants her, and then it, they have to fight another. Oh uh, no! They have to fight another woman in like some kind of. It is really it's really not aged well. Um, I think but he I was vaguely remember it. Didn't they have like spears and stuff? And yeah, they, were, they had like... spears, and they were like, they were they 
had women as property and and the it wasn't like an empty arena they were on. It had all this weird shit that they climbed up on and stuff. It was like a climbing frame that, and she had a very poison, odd. Tasha had a poisoned like gauntlet that she was punching with, and then they decided to teleport them. She she won, and then they teleported the, them both to the Enterprise so they could heal her. And they were like, "Well, now she's useless." And then she picks a new boyfriend. I don't fucking know. But it, it just it feels it feels it feels like it hasn't aged well. But he was one of the main dudes. He was the leader of that alien race as well. The electrons. Mm. Yes. Oh my god. Um, the other thing that we look at is um, how well did it do at the box office? So the the budget for this film was seventeen million dollars. Mm-hmm. One seven million dollars. And at the box office, it made just over six million. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Pretty bad. But it has become a cult hit. Um, for some reason. For some reason. Because of Peter Weller, Jeff Goldblum, et al., I think. Yeah, I think that that's the only reason why this film is still remembered. Because it's just not memorable in any other way. Yeah. If it wasn't for like oh. the actors, I think that is what, what might be interesting to do is on a later episode, maybe a special, if we hit some kind of milestone, to see what we remember of films that we've that previously is watched. A fantastic <laughs> idea because you know how memorable are these. You know, films? I have the worst memory for films <laughs> as well. Let me me just trying to describe that Star Trek episode. When I've recently <laughs> been binging Star Trek. Yeah, like, but it was I only guess a, it when was you're only watching one ago. after another after another, though, they blend into one. They do. So, do you think it could be uh, translated well as a video game? It's interesting you should say that, G-Star Games, because <laughs> it was a video game. Gasp! It was a computer game that was computer released game. along with the movie at the same time. It was an interactive fiction game, <gasps> IF game, which is like text-based. Oh, um, it was called The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension, which is like the s- no way, almost the same. No way. As the, uh, I think it is the same. Um, <laughs> it was released for the Apple II, the Atari 8-bit family, Commodore 16, the Commodore Plus 4, the Commodore 64, and the IBM PC compatibles and ZX Spectrum. Yo. So it was it was eighty four. It was you know old ass systems. It was created by Scott Adams. No, not that one. Not the Dilbert one. That's racist. Mm. Um, but a different one. And um, I don't know whether or not it was good or, or whether it sold a lot. I got no idea. I don't. I think there's might there might be four copies that exist today. I was gonna it say looks it looks horrendous. <laughs> it looks like this so is bad. this is even like like it. I at least it's got pictures. You know that's something. Oh, that's good. Sure, um, it's got some IF, sort of that's good visual graphics. Um, but it just oh my god, it looks awful. Everything is like Buckaroo Banzai. I want you to yeah. I want you to e and okay. I go east. 
I'm in a cul-de-sac at east end of Hickory and I see here a large house. I see an exit west. And so you're commanding <laughs> Buckaroo Banzai. And the, so it's like every time, everything, every sentence you type begins with Buckaroo Banzai, I want you to... That's it. That like... You I mean, it from e. there. Yeah, I want you to go house. Okay, I'm at the large house. I want you to go in house. Okay. Inventory. Wow. I am carrying the orgasmic oscillator. Oh my god. What a piece of shit. Oh my god, what is this thing on eBay for £354? No way. Is that the game? No, it's Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai oh. uh, 40 by 60 movie poster for £354! Christ on a bike. Jesus! Well, it is, it is something of a, you know, a popular... Cult movie. Not on your fucking life, mate. No, thank you. No way. For that much money? It's not even the fucking, like, VHS tape. That's such an insult. Yeah, look up how much the Blu-ray costs. Not the Blu-ray, the, the, the VHS. That's like, look up how much the Blu-ray costs. Like 16 pounds on... Like I, I googled pounds. it and I got I got like an eBay result that it, it was like three hundred quid for the fucking Blu-ray. Oh, and I somebody! Was like, what? Somebody is trying to push their luck because <laughs> they're just hoping some absolute like melt goes on eBay and sees their result and doesn't realize you can just buy it for like eleven pounds off Amazon. It's the original. It's the original release Blu-ray that was released in nineteen eighty-four. God, it's so <laughs> ahead of its time. So I think, honestly, I think this would make a really good, like, modern day video game if it was, like, a combination of, like, Half-Life and Duke Nukem. I could see it working very well. Yeah. Right? Because you're this, you're a scientist man who's, who's a, the most famous man in the world. You're great at everything. Think of, like, the driving sections as, like, a test pilot. Maybe you could actually, like, you know, play, play in a band in, like, a, a level... Or do like some brain surgery, you know? Sure. Maybe you'll save the president by operating on him. It mm. would not be a good video game because, just like the movie, it would have ideas that just wouldn't flesh out, and it would just fucking oh. yeah. Your average be Peter Molyneux video game, basically. And then, oh. and then <laughs> you'd end shit, up having son. to buy DLC to get fucking Jeff Goldblum. I would. The I real would be star. Buying. I would be buying the DLC. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I true. would. Do you want well, to roll some dice? Yeah, let's roll some yeah, dice. That is, that's our discussion of Buckaroo Banzai fucking done. Just draw a line under Thank it. God! An exclamation with point without the I at the end. We are done. So, ladies, have you made any changes to your lists? No, sir. I have. No. Uh, oh! Did I get rid of uh, thingy? Legalized murder. Yeah, did you I, didn't no. last week because you were on the fence about it, and you said I'm yeah. going to leave it, and then you so left it. So I want to swap that out for American movie. Oh, mm. which is which also is, a documentary. It is a documentary, and I might change it again eventually to have something else in there. But I thought, why not stick with the the sort of general theme? Um, but yeah, it's another documentary. And uh, we'll see. I'm 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 still on the fence about that as well. Actually, I'm looking at I'm well, looking at 
everything going. It's a one in 12 chance that we'll get it today because I can't roll because yeah. I've had two films in a row and the rules are we can't have the third week in a row. So it has to be either a G or a Booth film. A G Booth. A G Booth. I'm trying to think of more genres. What genres? What genres even are there? What other genres? Western. Western. Um, yeah. Rom com. Oh. Please, please, God no. <laughs> oh. Twilight. So, uh, first roll is the um, the number that corresponds to uh, films on your lists. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a d six to determine what the what of the two films it is. We got a three, mm-hmm. which means it's The Greatest Showman <gasps> or Brian and Charles. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. Booth. This could be the greatest day in the world. You have the to win this, Booth. The di- Booth, you have yeah. to win this. Yeah, all right. So what are we going for? What's the odds? Evens. Evens, Booth, odds, G. Oh, my okay. God. So even, please. Even. Even. You know. Watching the greatest showman. <laughs> the day has come. The day has come. This, Fuck my life. This is payback for fucking twisted pairs. <laughs> Biff is destroyed. I'm not happy with this. Biff is so angry that I'm she's not, not even saying anything. I don't know what it is. You don't know. It's what- a musical with Hugh Jackman. About the life of P.T. Barman. Oh, yeah. Who the so, fuck is that? Barnum. So, yeah, Simon hates this, even though he's not seen it. Booth um, knows nothing about it. It's principle. Yeah. I hate it. Who knows? Maybe I'm going to love it and give it, like, 9 out of 10. I'll be like, oh, my God, Zendaya was fantastic. I, I honestly She's think... She's in it, right? Okay, there's a hot redhead in it. So maybe you'll be like, ooh. I actually okay. quite like this film. Alright, you know what I like? She's what I like. <laughs> There's sure. a hot redhead. Simon's like, take my money. I'll watch it right now. Alright, oh greatest God. showman. Oh, she's already groaning. I, still... I can hear her groaning. It's about I'm not happy. Show. How long is it? Can we, how, please tell me it's short. Just I think it's it like is relatively minutes, short. Exactly. One hour 45. Okay, well, That's you not... know. Fine. People You're also bad. ask, is The Greatest Showman appropriate for a six-year-old? Is that Quora? No, it's no, Raising, it's Children, Raising Network. Children Network. Raising Children Network? Yeah. I always go there for my film reviews. Um, <laughs> is it suitable for me? Simon Honeydew Lane. I have the brain of a child. Is it child. suitable for a 45-year-old man to watch? <laughs> uh, okay. Christ. I'm Thank so sorry, listeners. I'm so sorry that you have to watch. Oh, really? Um, really? You have to. Okay. They do have to watch The Greatest Showman okay, with us. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you're apologizing so. now after everything that we've watched. This is where the apology kicks in. I'm apologizing on your behalf. Cool. Um, okay. 
Um, well, thank you for listening. Yeah, before we sign off, we do have a Patreon that is now officially live on the go. Um, As of over a month ago, yeah. No, it wasn't <laughs> over a month ago. Well, it will be by the time this comes out. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So that's how time works. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. My bad. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com. How can they get to it? Oh, there we are. There we are. Patreon.com forward slash yompcast. 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 Uh, there are three tiers, and uh, there should be a link somewhere in some description on one of these platforms for you to be able to check it out. And uh, there's some cool perks. You know, getting an extra episode, getting episodes early as well. So it might be worth, might be worth checking out. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you very much for listening, yeah. and we will catch you next time. Goodbye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, it's G here. Wanted to say a thank you to those at the Giga Yomper tier supporting us over on the Patreon. A special shout out to Sleepy D. I J Kara Jackson Scott five eight seven seven Kyle Cornelius Vander Luck thirty three and Enki. Thank you guys so much for your support, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. <laughs>